You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 19th. You are listening to the College Football Daily. My name is Trey Scott. Hope everyone had a nice long weekend. I was going to spend today's episode recapping various news across the college football universe. Michigan hires a defensive coordinator. Justin Fields goes to the NFL. Receiver Chris Olave of Ohio State comes back. All that stuff. Nope, not going to do it because Tennessee used Monday, a, a federal holiday in which nothing else was going on, to finally provide some clarity on Jeremy Pruitt's future in Knoxville. And the future is the fact that he's fired. Effective Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern time, Jeremy Pruitt will no longer be the head coach of the Tennessee Vols. He was fired for cause along with nine other staffers in the Tennessee football program, including two on-field coaches, for what the university believes is going to render itself to be level one and level two NCAA recruiting violations. If this goes as badly as we fear it could, Tennessee is going to lose scholarships, postseason bans, all that stuff. It is not going to be good. In three years, Jeremy Pruitt was 16 and 22, including three and seven in 2020. Take all that into consideration. Take all the things that are going to follow into consideration as far as how do you hire a coach with all this going on? How is that coach possibly going to be as successful as he wants to be? You think about that. You think about how bad that 2017 search firm or call it a search process went in which Jeremy Pruitt was like option number eight. It's very possible that Jeremy Pruitt will go down as the worst coach in Tennessee football history, mostly for what happened off the field. In addition to all of that, Tennessee will have to make its next football coach hire with the new athletic director, Philip Fulmer, the esteemed former head coach at Tennessee who won a national title, who ascended to the AD throne in 2017, is being allowed to retire. He probably was going to be fired, but given his legacy in Knoxville, much more palatable to have him retire than to have to fire him. So this is this is the worst case scenario for Tennessee. I, I touched on this last week with Wes Rucker, uh, talking about Tennessee's palace intrigue. And was it is it really possible that Tennessee is bringing lawyers to town and and letting leaks out and and trying to get Jeremy Pruitt fired so that it doesn't have to fired for cause so that it doesn't have to pay a buyout, which would have exceeded twelve million dollars and. And even if that happens, though, like they still have to wander through the woods of NCAA microscope on them. Yeah, Tennessee did that. They, they're they're going to try to avoid by saying they're firing Jeremy Pruitt for cause. They're avoiding for now that $12 million buyout. But it's no surprise Jeremy Pruitt released a statement through his lawyer on Monday night. He's not quietly going into the night. And if you're a Tennessee fan, I'd be pretty worried about what comes up in discovery of litigation and trial and, and all that stuff is, as Jeremy Pruitt scrapes for his buyout. It might be wise to reach a settlement or maybe $12 million is a little bit worth it uh, when when the side effect of not paying that is years of crippling NCAA penalties. So there's a lot to cover at Tennessee. Uh, I thought today we'd bring in our friends from GoVols 24-7, the aforementioned Wes Rucker and Grant Ramey, Two reporters on that site dropped a podcast Monday night titled Pruitt Fired, Fulmer Leaving, So Yeah. And these guys are they're Tennessee guys. This isn't their first coaching search. Most schools, most reporters, most fans would just be totally alarmed by what's going on. But for Wes and Grant, it seems like 
This is old hat. So the, the first voice you're going to hear is Wes. They're going to talk about why this materialized in the last few days. They're also going to talk about if you're Tennessee, as I said, you're a little bit worried about what's going to happen if you if you go to court, uh, if you have people deposed, if you have people who have to talk to uh, to lawyers and and all that. So this is it's it's a dark day. It's a dark week and a dark period for one of college football's proudest programs. There's no reason Tennessee can't be a winner. But at the same time right now, if you close your eyes and imagine, it's 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 hard to think about what it would take for Tennessee to reach the levels that it wants to reach. So as a college football junkie, that's 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 tough. This is, you know, it's sure it's it's kind of funny to see all this happen and, and the twenty seventeen search firm was an absolute joke and and you know God, it was it was bad, but you know this is this is this is pretty serious stuff for the Tennessee Volunteers. So we're gonna listen to Wes and Grant right now, and uh, about twenty minutes of the Go Vols uh, podcast. If you want to listen to the full thing, just find it on the Go Vols twenty four seven podcast feed. Again, the headline is Pruitt fired, Fulmer leaving. So yeah, I've been on record before as you know until very recently of saying I didn't think this was gonna happen, and there were reasons I thought it wouldn't happen. We'll get into that later, but. You know, there's when you look at the totality of what Tennessee says that it has here, and that sound you hear in the background is me flipping through about 20, 25 pages of uh, of things saying that Jeremy Pruitt, two of his full-time assistants, and seven others will no longer be a part of the program going forward. And, oh, by the way, there will be a new athletic director also because Philip Fulmer is going to step away from his post as soon as that is filled. And now, so Grant, for the second time in three years, Tennessee has got a head coaching vacancy but it also has an athletic director vacancy that it has to fill first. I don't know how this keeps happening to Tennessee, but this is just absolutely, for so many reasons, not the position you want to be in right now. It's it's just not. It's listen that every 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 time that you go out there and you have a chance to go make a hire, Grant, you have a chance to improve your program, right? Every challenge is an opportunity. Every vacancy is an opportunity. But this is not when you want to be doing this. No, I mean. If it's November and and your AD is stepping down and you're, you're you know you're going to fire your coach you know you're going to have a coaching search that's one thing it's January 18th as we sit here tonight and Tennessee is starting a AD search from scratch apparently and then once you fill that uh, vacancy obviously you start a coaching search from scratch with that new AD you can't really do any work in advance when you don't know if you don't know who that athletic director is going to be so not only are you two months delayed but you have a AD search on top of a coaching search on top of national signing day being in a couple of weeks on top of just everything else on top of an investigation internal and NCAA where they're talking about a level one or level two violations or collection of level three violations that could be a level one or a level two violation. So not only is it the timing, not only is it the positions, it's also the investigation. There's so many moving pieces and parts here. I mean, you fired 10 people on Monday, not to mention your AD deciding to step down so the new AD could hire the new coach and it happening at this point in the calendar is I mean it's what we've talked about for the last month like this is not going to be good timing if it happens and it just kept getting later and later and later and later I mean it's, it's been a month since Tennessee lost to Texas A&M on senior day and obviously that's when the investigation stuff surfaced and leaked and it's four weeks later here we are now they have some kind of conclusion but it's just now starting the cycle forward of what's next. Yeah, and, and we talk about th- there are just so many things to talk about, and and 
Grant, as we are recording this, uh, candidly, it's about 7.33 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're just now getting copy of a statement uh, from Jeremy Pruitt's lawyer. And if we're going to talk about Tennessee firing him for cause and in terms of fairness here, we ought to say that, that Jeremy Pruitt has the right to disagree with that, I, I suppose you would say, to say that there was not cause to fire him. And, and technically right now, Jeremy Pruitt is not fired. He is suspended with pay uh, for another 24 hours. I believe uh, sometime 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday is when he technically uh, becomes fired. And, and so he has a chance to respond to these allegations. And and here here is the statement from uh, from. Michael Lyons, who was Jeremy Pruitt's attorney, said this afternoon, Coach Pruitt learned that Tennessee was terminating his employment for cause. He is extremely disappointed with the decision, the public announcement of which was made prior to any substantive opportunity to respond before the appropriate decision makers. We believe the decision to be the culmination of an orchestrated effort to renege on contractual promises made to Coach Pruitt upon his hiring and reiterated less than five months ago. While the limited portions of the university's self-initiated investigation shared with Coach Pruitt provide some evidence of violation committed by off-field staff, Chancellor Donnie Plowman personally confirmed during an in-person meeting with Coach Pruitt this morning that, one, the university's investigation had yet to have been completed, two, the chancellor had not yet read Coach Pruitt's NCAA interview transcript, and three, there was no evidence that Coach Pruitt was either actively involved in any allegations or knew they were occurring. She further confirmed to Coach Pruitt that no employment decision has been made. Less than three hours later, however, Coach Pruitt was emailed a five-page, single-spaced letter of termination, the content of which were immediately leaked to the public. Almost done here, guys. The timing of the university's actions and decision appear to be preordained and more about financial convenience and expediency than a fair and complete factual determination by the university. Moreover, it seems clear that recent leaks to the press are indicative of an interest to steer the narrative in a way that is desirable to the university to justify a decision likely made weeks ago. Coach Pruitt and I look forward to defending any allegation that he has engaged in any NCAA wrongdoing, as well as examining the university's intent to disparage and destroy Coach Pruitt's reputation in an effort to avoid paying his contractual contractual liquidated damages. This is it's this is this is a response. It sums up the, this despite the apparent outcome oriented nature of the investigation and the absence of any reliable evidence suggesting any preventable failure by coach Pruitt in the oversight of the program. Coach Pruitt and his family are thankful for and will always cherish their time with the university. In addition to having made lifelong friends in Knoxville, coach Pruitt is most thankful for and appreciative of the outstanding young men he was able to coach and mentor. He wishes those student-athletes and the remarkable fans that support them nothing but success. So in short, Grant, uh, he is going to fight this. For sure, and and I don't blame him based on you know what this statement says. I mean, the one thing that stands out, uh, the sentence that Donnie Plowman further confirmed to Coach Pruitt that no employment decision had been made as of Monday morning when, the, when they met uh, Plowman, Pruitt, and Fulmer, and then for... I don't know what time it was that that the first stuff leaked that this they were parting ways. I think it was around noon um, that happened, and then by three p.m. there was a press conference. So um, there's definitely two very different stories being told here from Pruitt's camp and from the University of Tennessee's camp. And I mean, th- this stuff started early Monday morning. There's been a lot of different points in time over the last month or so where people talked about, you know, it could be this day or it could be that day. They want to do something by this point or this point or whatever. Monday morning, there was a different level of talk or chatter, whatever you want to call it, that something was going to happen. And it was going to be like a 10 a.m. meeting and then a 3 p.m. press conference. And that's kind of how it exactly played out. So if there wasn't a employment decision made or communicated to Fulmer, I mean, to Pruitt early Monday morning, then that's a 
that's going to get the timeline kind of boggled because it doesn't really add up. Yeah, I can't speak to anything Monday morning, but I can I can guarantee you by Sunday, at least as of Sunday night, I can guarantee you that Jeremy Pruitt did not know he was going to be fired by the University of Tennessee. That much I can guarantee to you. So I, I don't know. This is this is now. This is looks like it's a he said, she said. And again, people ask why does this matter? Well, it might matter for a lot of reasons. One. Jeremy Pruitt's trying to say, hey, you did not have cost to fire me. You have to pay me what's left on my contract, uh, according to this agreement. Tennessee is saying, no, we're firing you for cause. We don't have to pay you a dime. So what's going to happen now? Uh, I would imagine that the two sides will meet, the two lawyers will meet again, and they will either come to a conclusion and they will reach some sort of amicable settlement, or they will not, neither side will bend, and this will end up going to court or or something of that nature. So uh, I'll say this, Tennessee— you you might you might really need some of that money that you're saving on not having this buyout, but people who have a vested interest in making your life hell at this level, they can usually do that. And if this is one of those deals where there's things that he is not going to say if you pay him money, I personally would probably pay him money because you're going to be dealing with a lot of headaches from the NCAA anyway. And now Jeremy Pruitt's going to have to go before uh, NCAA. You're talking about potential maybe show causes going forward for him uh, to to be employed elsewhere. He's going to have a lot of reason to fight this. Uh, And I, I don't think that if you're thinking, if Tennessee was thinking he was just going to take this quietly and go away, that's naive um, because that stuff does matter uh, because you don't want someone who's angry out there being able to chirp and, and say more things that could make your situation even worse. The College Football Daily will be right back. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. The reason I kept saying I thought this was going to be okay uh, until very recently was that I thought the cost-benefit analysis of this still swung toward just holding on for dear life for another year to see what happened. I just thought economically, and I think there are people in that building who, who to, to this day, right now, to this second, still wish that that had been the case. But once you pry open and invest the, once you pry open that that window, once you start looking into things, you, you never know exactly how it's going to turn out, which which can cause problems for you. But I, I think that, and as you can hear, look at, you can hear Gus in the background right now, even he's not happy about this situation. <laughs> you know, it, it's like you, you get to a situation where you wonder, does everybody over there want the same thing? Does there, I mean, it's not about, you know, the way you get there. It's about, does everybody over there want the same thing? Because I, I just wonder all the time why, when you have so many things that are going in your favor at the University of Tennessee. You're talking history. You're talking, typically, you're talking finances. Uh, you're talking facilities. You're, you're talking, um, you know, the, a growing base of, you know, Nashville is a place where you can get talent. There, there's a lot of things that it just should not be this hard at Tennessee. It just really shouldn't. But right now it is. 
and you've you've gone far enough behind the pack here where it's going to be harder and harder to catch up. I still think you can do it. I still don't think it's impossible. I, I, I just I think it should not be this hard at Tennessee. I think there are challenges at this job, but I don't think this should be a place where you should ever have like a 12 or 13 or 14 year period like the one Tennessee's had right now. I just cannot for the life of me understand how many bad decisions have led to that happening. You know, it's it's the same discussion that's had every time fans talk about Tennessee being down and being down for the amount of time that it has been. Um, it's it's not making the right hires at AD. It's not making the right hires at, at head coach. Um, it's a different landscape, obviously, in the SEC than it was, you know, X number of years ago, 15, 20 years ago, whatever, um, since Tennessee was was toward the top of, of the league. Even with Jeremy Pruitt, I mean, if Jeremy Pruitt had come back, I mean, the longer this drug out, the more it felt like, how is this guy just going to go back to work like business as usual? So that was going to be awkward to begin with. Was he going to be able to make the right hires on his staff, given the uncertainty of his future? That was going to be really hard. Is he going to be able to get the right kind of transfers on this team because of the, uh, you know, because of everything swirling around this program? That was going to be hard. So there wasn't really a good answer here. I mean, if you cut bait now and you have to start the search like they are, you're in a tough spot. If you bring him back and half the fan base doesn't want him there uh, and he struggles, you're in a, in a tough spot in 2021. So um, there, there are no easy answers, but right now Tennessee has to find some kind of answer, find it quickly, uh, and try to get headed in one direction or the other uh, as soon as they can. Because, I mean, and before we wrap up here, we really ought to mention that, that again, the, the reasons why Tennessee didn't want to do this, we, we mentioned some of them early on, but also, I mean, listen, the, the, this, this January semester starts in two days. Winter workouts, I think, are supposed to start in roughly three or four days from now, I think. They're supposed to start winter workouts. You know, you got to figure out who's going to be on your roster, right? Wanye Morris has gone to Oklahoma. You've got guys who are thought about going, who were under the portal, who may come back, like Austin Pope. Uh, now you got still, still some guys who are out there in the portal, but they haven't necessarily con- confirmed that they're leaving 100%. You've got guys you're trying to bring into your program. You know, you've got guys that have just enrolled or just moved to town yesterday. You got a lot going on right now. And this is a time more than ever where we're in a transient period in the game's history. And you've got players going back and forth routinely now. And, and at Tennessee, they don't even know they, they don't know who their head coach is going to be, and they don't even know who's going to be the guy who's going to hire their head coach. So if you're a parent right now, or, or, or if you're one of those players especially, what's got to be going through your mind right now? you got to be thinking, oh my God, is the, ink, is the ink dry on that? Can I get out of that? I mean, it's a mess. And maybe Kevin Steele can come in and sprinkle some magic dust, and they can you know, have some good leadership with some veterans in the program, and they can keep the thing glued together for a while. I don't know. Stranger things have happened. But it's just a really, really bad time on so many levels to be doing this, but here they are. And if you wonder why we're not discussing specific names right now, it's because in some cases it's hard to do that because we don't know who's going to be hiring him. I mean, that, that, that it just it adds levels of complexion here that you every time you start putting the calculus together in your head, you go, boy, that's not going to be a good outcome. I, I mean, I, I don't want to be negative here. I don't want to sit here and say that it's not possible, but you run these different scenarios in your head, all these different calculations, and a lot more of them come up with a bad ending than a good ending, don't they? Thanks to Wes and Grant for putting that thing together. It makes my life a little bit easier, especially considering I had technical difficulties on Tuesday morning, and this is my second recording of this brief little introduction. Uh, never what you want to have happen on a Tuesday morning, but at least I didn't record like a 30-minute episode only uh, for my producer, Lance Glenn, to say, hey, there's nothing here. So I'm hoping that Wednesday's episode 
Uh, barring pending any further crazy break in college football news, will be a recap of the winners and losers from the NFL Draft Declaration Day, which, believe it or not, was Monday. Uh, Ohio State, Clemson, uh, who else won? Who who lost? I'm excited to, to see what happens there. So uh, until next time, my name is Trey Scott. Our producer is Lance Glenn. Thanks to the Tennessee guys. Good luck out there, fellas. We'll talk to you all next time.